but feminism is about fairness, the basic and fundamental human right of being able to participate in the choices for your future. Girls like you inspire me and impress me every single day. Spread your fire. Use your fire to light other women's torches and make more light and more heat for all of us. Me too must become we too. We are all in this together. Feminist. The person who believes in the social, political and economic equality of the sexes. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of My Point of View with me, Camila. Hello everybody, welcome, welcome back, welcome if you're new, I'm a 22-year-old college student from Argentina having a lifestyle career-based podcast that shows you that life is easier if you consider things from a different point of view. Hello everybody, happy International Women's Day, it's weird to say this because I'm recording it on the 5th, but you're going to be listening this, you're going to be listening to this episode on the 8th. And this is just such an important day for me, such an important day. I don't have enough words to describe the importance of this day for me. First of all, how is it March already? How is it 8th of March already? I don't know. Can the world just stop for a second, please? Thank you. I started school in a week, which has nothing to do with International Women's Day, but... I always, during this day, I always post a lot of things on Instagram, on my personal Instagram and all of that. And I feel like it's important to not only remember and think about all the work we have left and all the people that have fought for us women to get to where we are today, but also thank them and celebrate in their names all the women that have fought that are not with us anymore here today with us anymore that's what I wanted to say sorry and all of the all of the achievements they made and all of that I feel like it's important to kind of have a day to not just think about the bad stuff and all the things that we have yet to do but to celebrate to look back on all of our achievements and celebrate and be like hey we're actually on a good place we're not where we want to be we're not where we should be but we're in a good place we're in a good where we're going you know we're we're really I don't have the English word for what I want to say but we're really on the right path <laughs> so happy International Women's Day everyone also celebrate the women in your life they are so important any kind of woman that you have in your life friend mom granddaughter granddaughter what are grandmas listening to this <laughs> no <laughs> grandmother aunt cousin sister whoever it is any women that you have that is important to you celebrate them thank them for having done whatever it is that they've done that shows you that you can do anything that you actually want so that's what i'm going to do today i'm going to celebrate the women in your in my life i'm going to celebrate the achievements that we have made until today i'm going to thank all the women that have showed me that i can do anything i put my mind to that i deserve equal rights and that i deserve a place at the table and also i'm gonna reflect about all the things that we have left yet to achieve wow could you believe i said that at the top of my mind i didn't even write it down (gasps) what is going on i don't know this is so not me (laughs) i always have to record this like a hundred times and i think that if i re-record that part i would never get it down as i should get it down but yeah happy international women's day how many times can i say that not enough apparently we are here on the second installment of Women's March. So if you're new here to the podcast or maybe you haven't listened to my last episode, I recommend you listen to my last episode. I recommend you go to my feed on Instagram because this is looking pretty, very pretty and very women inspired. So 
to recap from my last episode, this episode is the second installment, as I said, of a new series in my podcast for the month of March called Women's March. Basically, it's very self-explanatory. It's one month, the entire month of March, just dedicated to women empowerment, women rights, women equality, and feminism. So the conversations that I have all throughout this month have all to do with that. And I feel like I was talking to this about, I was talking about this with another podcaster when she interviewed me for my from her podcast. Uh, I'm gonna sh let you know when this episode goes out because it was a really good conversation. But I was talking about how I don't want this series to just be a series and that's it i want this series to start conversations and to reignite conversations about women's rights and women's power and women's rights equality and all of that and yeah i just i just really 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 want that with that series that's my goal my goal is to just start conversations about every single topic that we're going to talk about in this series and also to highlight those topics so they can start conversations yeah so that's what we're doing here today but that doesn't mean that we don't do our weekly review because we started a weekly review here because camila me has a new microphone and she wants to use the most of the microphone as she can because the episode today that you're going to listen to is pre-recorded so it's with the old mic so that's like maybe sounds not the same as this which is kind of sad i'm not gonna lie but after this interview every interview is done with the new mic so it's good but i don't know i just love podcasting so much that sometimes i kind of forget how much i like it until i start recording and i do interviews today I did two interviews one for mine my podcast and one for another podcast and then i was like wow i really just want to keep on talking you know and also i'm talking english in my day life so i also like that wow what okay let's get to the weekly review so for anyone that's new also we do here a weekly review called highlights and challenges where we basically review our week we also always start with the negative so my challenge this week was neck pain <laughs> which sounds kind of silly in the light of everything that we're talking on in this series but it was a challenge you know i'm doing sydney cummings transcend challenge transcend transcend i don't know that challenge that everyone was doing back then i just wanted a new workout because i i didn't work out for during the month of february and i wanted a new thing to do for the last days of february and march and i was like okay 30 day challenge is good for me and she does a lot of strength training so i was like okay let's get on to it let's do some new exercises i don't have many heavy weights i just have two weights that i use all the time but still i did some since i'm not used to doing arm strength movements i did some i think i did one really badly and i hurt my neck now it's kind of gone there's kind of like a slight slight tiny tiny pain but when i i woke up the other day after doing that exercise and i really couldn't move my neck like not all the way back not all the way to the front i was like oh my god it was so bad and I tried to do stretches that I saw on YouTube and all that and it wouldn't go away. And then I took a medicine for it and it totally fixed it and it totally helped me. But I really, I needed to work a lot this week and not <laughs> not being able to sit on my computer wasn't really helping. So that was the challenge of the week, the neck pain. If you're dealing with any kind of pain, neck, especially neck pain nowadays that we're working from home. Oh my God, I'm with you. <gasps> 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then the highlight for me this week, which I feel like it's a recurring highlight, is my freelance job. I love being a freelancer. Really, really like being a freelancer. I love being a freelancer. I love what I do. I love... It's not, it's not just that I like the act of saving money and winning money because I'm not gonna lie that's really good about it I really enjoy having the money <laughs> and seeing the money and, and being able to buy myself a new phone my own computer and all of that but also I enjoy the work yes sometimes I get overwhelmed about how much work I have to do sometimes I think to myself why did I accept this claim when I know I have school whatever but I don't know I really like it I Thinking when I go to bed every night and I think about the work that I did on that day, I'm actually really proud that I I'm doing this for myself and that I actually do it and people want to work with me. Like what? I don't know. The other day I was thinking about like if I could just say something to my 15 year old self, 14 year old self, 13 year old self, she wouldn't believe that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. Not even me five months ago would believe you that I was doing this. So props to me i'm really happy about my freelance job and i'm really proud of myself for this and that was a highlight for me this week so today's episode is with majo molfino oh my god i'm so excited for this episode she's a fellow argentinian author which is just what and she she's the best she's this is an amazing episode but first i'm going to tell you a little bit more about her so Majo is a Latinx author, designer, and a women's leadership expert. She is the author of Breaking the Good Girl Myth and host of the Heroine podcast featuring top female leaders, creatives, and visionaries. Her leadership program, Ignite, guides women to design and share a creative dream with the world. She has a master's in learning design and technology from Stanford University and a bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in cultural studies from McGill University. Her work can be found at majomorfino.com. Yes, so this episode, I mean, I was editing it today and I was like, wow, this episode has so much value in it. Majo has such a nice energy like she just calms you down when she talks like this is just such a good episode oh my god but basically we talk all about the questions about women's march which she has done an amazing job answering actually she gives such great advice and such great points of view about feminism women empowerment and how she sees it every day in her life and then we talked all about her book and oh my god you guys have to read this book and you have to let me know everything about the book but I'm just not going to talk a, a lot about it I want you to hear the episode but basically it talks about the good girl myth and how our five types of good girl myth that we need to break from and how we need to actually identify them so we can break from that cage because if you don't see the cage you cannot break free from it I mean, I thought when I remember first listening to an episode with Majo and I was like, wait, what is the Gurkha myth? Like, I, I was kind of skeptical about it and I now I'm obsessed. I'm hooked. It's the best theory I've ever heard. And also we talked a little bit about this, but with a generation that is so obsessed with personality types and enneagrams and all of these quizzes that you take to know where you are, this is such a great way to realize what like yeah what kind of good girl you're trying to be to fit in the patriarchy yes so we're talking about the patriarchy today as we are in the whole series so 
yes i hope you enjoyed this episode this is such an episode packed with so much value so much amazingness majo is amazing i love her she's just incredible you can listen to the excitement in my voice every time i'm answering something that she says which i'm kind of not ashamed for but it kind of makes me cringe a bit but it's okay we're gonna get through that uh so majo if you're listening to this thank you so much for being on this episode and yes i'm just gonna leave you with the episode i hope you enjoy it and follow me on instagram so you can see all the posts i make about this Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of My Point of View. And today I have a very exciting guest. Hi, Majo. Hi, Camila. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So do you want to give a little, of an, a little bit of an introduction, like an elevator pitch for the people that may not know who you are? Sure. I'm Majo. I'm a women's leadership guide and coach, and I have a book called Break the Good Girl Myth. I'm also someone who studied design and psychology, so I use a lot of those modalities uh, in my work with women. Yeah, well, I love that. And before we get started into everything that we're going to talk about today, I do this section with every guest, basically just putting feelings and mental health right at the beginning of my podcast. So I just wanted to ask you, how are you really doing? You know, today I was in a little bit of a weird mood. I had a nightmare last night. I don't usually have nightmares, but uh, it's so random. I had a nightmare of this this man that was trying to kill me. And I know it's so intense, but, but it was interesting because I woke up kind of thinking about this man was a boyfriend or a husband of a friend of mine in the dream. So it's not wow. somebody I know, but... But she was in a like domestic violent situation and I defended her. And when I defended her, he came after me the whole dream, you know, mm. and, um, and, it, and I just woke up thinking about all the women who have lived, the girls and women and children who've lived in terror, you know, so many for so many years of, of domestic violence and abuse. And, and I don't know, that was top of mind for me today. And so that made me a little bit in a, in a bit of a strange mood. Uh, mm. and that's carried with me a little bit until, until I started talking to you and then I felt better. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I know it's crazy sometimes. I don't know if you've ever seen Melissa Benoist video when she like came out and said she was a victim. She's like a former Glee actress and super good right now. And she told her whole story and I was just so touched. And sometimes in your everyday life, you forget that those things happen in our world. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just see a video like that and you're like, whoa. Like, yeah, totally. Wow. One of my favorite artists, I don't know if you know FKA Twigs. Do you yeah. know who that is? Yeah. yeah. So she just came out that she was dating, um, what's his name? I don't even. I uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name because it's like a weird I name, used to. Yeah. I used to grow up watching him on the Disney Channel with my brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, even Stevens. Yeah, the exactly. Guy. The guy. So he was like pretty much abusing her for like two years and she got out mm -hmm. of that. But I, I was just like, wow, it's so interesting because she's like a powerful artist and someone I look up to. And somehow she got mm -hmm. into that relationship, you know? Yeah. And um, she got sucked in. And then and then and she even said, like, it can happen to anyone, you know, like yeah. you can get into these bad situations and get so. So anyways. Uh, yeah. 
it's oh. it's crazy. But to get more into today's episode, this episode is going to go out on International Women's Day, which is very exciting. We're we're recording on January, but it's going to be on March. And I'm basically doing like a podcast special of Women's March is called. So I'm basically just going to ask you a few a few questions that have more to do with it, and then we get onto your book because I'm very interested about that. But basically, I wanted to ask you what feminism means to you. That's a great question. Uh, to me, uh, feminism is about having more freedom and choice. And so I say this in my book, it, it doesn't look a certain way. So feminism is not about all women going to work and being work women. Yay. Um, <laughs> it's actually about having the choice to do that if you want. But if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, you have a choice to do that. So before, like years ago, it was just default roles, right? Like in the 50s yeah. and 60s is like you had to be a stay-at-home mom and, a, and a, a trophy wife or whatever. Now you get to choose if you want to be that. And hey, if you want to choose that, more power to you. So I think it's important to think of feminism really as enhancing choice, but that there aren't good or bad choices, you know, that we judge. Yeah, but we have the right to choose. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And how has it helped you to like to for you to come to you where you are today? Oh my gosh, so much. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was in my early 20s, I found myself in a very dead end job and I realized that one of the reasons I had ended up there was I had been suppressing my creativity. And I was really trying to be this good girl that I grew up to be. And it was like a role I was playing. And I really went on a mission to reclaim my creative confidence and feminine power. And I did this in a variety of ways, which we can get into. But I don't think I would have been able to do that if I didn't live in a society or world that allowed me to have some choice and freedom and parents that allowed me to have some choice and freedom. So I, I feel lucky and grateful that I was able to even explore what I've been able to explore and write a book as a first-time author, as an immigrant, as everything. You know, I really mm -hmm. think that it's the generations ahead, above me, like the 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 what my grandmother, great grandmother have fought, has fought for, my grandmother, my mother has fought for, that's allowed me to really uh, contribute. Yeah, I love that. And what are some things that you see right now? in our world that you think that we still need to work on when it comes to women empowerment and feminism? Yeah. So I really noticed a pattern in working with a lot of women that so many of us want to be badasses and we want to share our voices and perspectives, our point of view, like this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. But a lot of us continue to be stuck and maybe we're hiding. And this is really painful for me to watch because I think a lot of us have incredible contributions to give the world. I think you know that. And the world desperately needs female perspectives and points of view. So I started to think, well, how can we unblock this? Because it's really an internal thing for, for women. Again, assuming you live in a culture and society where you have choice and freedom, yeah. it's an internal problem. So we're experiencing some blind spots. A lot of these blind spots are subconscious. They're under the surface that we don't notice we're doing them. Mm -hmm. And I, I developed a framework of the five good girl myths, which I talk about in the book, that what I believe are the strategies that we use 
for approval. But the, 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 the issue is, is when we use these good girl myths and these strategies for approval is we continue to be stuck. So it's really important that we uh, break these good girl myths so that we can step into our power. Yeah, I love that. And then the last question, and then we move on more to your book. Uh, who is a role model for you today when it comes to being like a feminist and empowering other women uh, and why? I have been really into Rosalia, I have to admit. <laughs> yeah. I love her so much. I was listening to her interview with Pharrell, her podcast interview with him. She's so big here in Argentina. So oh, big. Yeah, I, I understand why. <laughs> she yeah. is, yeah, I think what's really interesting about hearing her interviews is like, she's young, so she's in her 20s, like many of your mm -hmm. listeners, many of us here. Um, but she she's not afraid to trust herself through her art. Yeah. And I think that that is a quality that I admire. And maybe that comes from her youthfulness too, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that's something that I really like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she's gotten also into like this genre of music that is so particular and so original to her that it's so inspiring to see that she actually does what she likes, not just what people are listening. And I feel like that's why she becomes became so big here in Argentina. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And her um, combining old and new. I think that's very mm. that's what where yeah. a lot of innovation happens. Yeah, for sure. But now moving on, moving on more to your book, um, for everyone that hasn't read it or doesn't know what it is, uh, basically, we're going to start right at the beginning. So what is the good girl myth? <laughs> so there are five of them. The five good girl myths are the blocks that we have to overcome in order to step into our power. And mm -hmm. so the good girl myths actually come from the good girl archetype. So let's define that. I have, you know, I think in my story and life journey, I grew up as a daughter of immigrants. I was an immigrant. And so for me, being a good girl was the way that I was accepted and loved in by my parents, by my teachers. And it was a way that helped me feel safe, right? And, and in the patriarchy. So it was like, oh, I can get approval of the from the boys and men around me and and greater society and it's ultimately disempowering so the good girl archetype is something that exists within all of us no matter i think it's a universal archetype no matter what country or culture you're from because the patriarchy is universal the good girl archetype is universal And so that, that's, that's the good girl archetype. And then we have the five good girl myths, which mm -hmm. I go into for the book. And these are the five myths that we need to overcome, the five subconscious programs, their beliefs, behaviors that are not serving us. Yeah. And uh, can we go over a little bit of like a bit of each of every one of the good girl myths so people know basically what are they about? I know personally, I am, I think the my main myth is the harmony one and i remember commenting on one of your posts saying that my main myth was the harmony one and then someone i look up to a lot is alexandra Garcia cortez uh mm -hmm. congresswoman there in the states and you told me like that made so much sense because she's usually breaking the harmony myth all the time and i I stayed with that comment until today i think about it every day because it's wow. so true 
Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because usually whatever myth we have, we either admire or envy, sometimes envy <laughs> someone else who is breaking that myth. So there are the first that I start with is the myth of rules. So in the myth yeah. of rules, we follow external authority, external rules instead of trusting our own desires, needs, and opinions. So that's rules. Then we have perfection, which is actually my number one good girl myth. I am score very high on perfection. That's, mm -hmm. you know, having very high unrealistic standards, expecting perfection in, in ourselves and others, not allowing ourselves to be messy or um, imperfect. The, mm -hmm. uh, the myth of logic, that's for um, women who are maybe choosing logic skepticism over intuition particularly in decision-making because mm -hmm. so much of our education system has trained us to be more like logical. And uh, the myth of harmony, which is very, very common, which you brought up, this is seeking harmony instead of embracing conflict and confrontation needed for change and for growth, not just change, but also maturation and growth. And then finally, the myth of sacrifice, which I would say is like the oldest good girl myth. It's the one that has roots in, you know, you know, you can, you can trace it all the way back to the Bible, right? Which is all mm -hmm. uh, putting other people's needs above our own, being the selfless woman, being the martyr. Um, often we are um, doing this at the expense of our own self-care and well-being. So those are the five myths. It's rules, perfection, logic harmony and sacrifice i love that i seriously i think about the gurkha myth i feel like two times a week i'm just always like every single thing that happens or sometimes i for example i am i feel like the one that is the most in me is the harmony one mm -hmm. and i hate confrontation I and mean, every time i realize that i need to confront someone because something is happening i'm like oh no maybe it will pass and i'm like wow this is harmony speaking for me i'm like now i realized because i hate i hate confrontation and everything that causes friction and all of that so i know that that was that is mine but how did you realize which ones were yours for example Well, I've always been one of, um, I mean, part of it is I have an assessment in chapter mm -hmm. three that I created. Um, so you can find out what your primary is and your secondary one. But to answer your question about myself, yeah. I knew just because of process of elimination, really. <laughs> um, I know I'm not rules because I'm an entrepreneur. And so I've had to break rules. I'm not harmony because I have no problem telling people what I think and, and being opinionated. However, I still have hints of it sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely not sacrificed. So that only left perfection and logic. <laughs> so, you know, I'm definitely, you know, and also another way that I know that I have the myth of perfection is I have persistent feelings of failure. And when you have feelings of failure that just come up again and again, you probably have the myth of perfection. So this is feeling like you're never doing enough, you're never being enough, you know, um, you're never measuring up that feeling that you might mm -hmm. have. And that's how you know you have perfection. With logic, it's been a journey <laughs> with the myth of logic around uh, opening myself up to other ways of understanding things and other forms of intelligence, mm -hmm. not just uh, mental intelligence, but more yeah. em embodied intelligence. 
Yeah. Wow. I, I really love that. It's, it's amazing. And more a little bit about your story that, that basically kind of ended with the book. How did you realize that we were actually having us women, we were having these good girl mentalities in our brains? And how did you come up with the whole theory? If you can give us a little bit of a backstory. <laughs> Sure. It really was in studying uh, and observing my own clients uh, and seeing the same patterns again and again that were keeping them stuck and feeling frustrated because I really wanted to help them. Mm -hmm. um, and also um, seeing the patterns in friends, uh, family members and acquaintances, mm -hmm. strangers, you know, like just seeing that it was so pervasive of, oh, I don't want to rock the boat, like, I don't want to say anything, or, oh, I, I can't, it's selfish for me to want what I want or have desires. And um, it's just something that's been around for so long. This good girl archetype isn't anything really new. I'm just proposing the myths that allow you to see the different nuances, the different um, facets and ways that it can mm -hmm. manifest. Yeah, because I feel like the whole theory about the patriarchy and how it affects us women and how we have it inside has been around for such a long time, but I feel like it affects us in so many different ways, mm -hmm. so many different women. And with your theory, I feel like I can actually pinpoint exactly what is affecting which, at least the women around me, you know, I feel like I can pinpoint like this one is with this myth this one is this with and I don't know I, I love that yeah that's what I wanted to create I wanted to create a map and a language around what was happening so people could recognize it and have more awareness which is what you're experiencing like you're recognizing it in yourself like oh mm -hmm. harmony is emerging but also you're able to recognize it in your friends and mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. It's like a map of self-knowledge. You know, so many of us millennials were so in, in our in our generation, we're very into um, astrology. We're into Enneagram. We're into human design. And I was like, well, it'd be interesting to have a map that was more around our conditioning, like yeah. understanding how we've been conditioned. Yeah, I, I love that. I truly love that. I feel like it's It's, it's made it so easier, especially, again, for the people in our 20s and millennials to actually realize that this is happening and to explain it to other people also. Because sometimes people, the whole patriarchy and stuff, the people that are older, they really don't understand it because they have it so inside of them for so long that they don't really get it. And the whole, like, this new generation came up and was like, we're going to take it down. And everyone is like, oh, what? How? <laughs> When? <laughs> and I feel like your theory makes it so easy to explain to older people and other generations like this is what's happening like you're experiencing this because you have this and this is how it works and I don't know I feel like people understand it so much now and yeah I just wanted to thank you for creating this theory because I'm obsessed oh good <laughs> yes it's my pleasure I love hearing how it's getting implemented and how people are um, seeing it in their lives. And I agree with you about the older generation. I think for a lot of older women, sacrifice is really big mm -hmm. and, yeah. um, coming into that. And also I like to say the myths aren't rigid, so don't think of them as personality types. They're not th something mm -hmm. that you're going to have for the rest of your life. It's more like, uh, for a period of time, what myth do you have right now? Because in certain yeah. contexts, you might have another myth, you know? 
mm-hmm. come up. So for example, yeah. for my my creative writing, I might find that the good girl myth of rules comes up a lot because I think I need to write a certain way and follow the rules of other writers, let's say. So that context rules comes up or maybe in relationship, certain relationships, I have harmony come up or maybe with my body, I have perfection come up. So it's okay to see that it's contextual as well. So it's a little bit more fluid than say a personality test that says, you're Enneagram three for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah, no, I love that. I actually was thinking about the other day how for me with school, perfection is the one that comes up. But when it comes to, I don't know, just social life, rules is the one that, and harmony are the two ones that come up for me. So it's That's really interesting, interesting to see that. How do rules come up for you as like an Argentinian? The It's kind of weird, I think, but I feel like, there are so many expect at least I don't know think it's like Argentinian but in my family there are several like expectations and things were done a certain way for everyone like they got married at this age and then they did this and then they went to college and they they graduated so I feel like I need to follow all those rules mm-hmm. and I felt that way my whole life and then one day I was like what is this mm-hmm. like everyone has their own path and everyone has their own rules mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah for me it was really interesting and I feel like the good myths here the feminism movement here it's so so big but it's very like partisan inside like everyone is more interested like how many people are in this side of the march and how many people are on this side of the march and I feel like it's, it loses the point where mm-hmm. it comes to like the patriarchy and taking it down mm-hmm. but I feel like if we got more into like the good garments and what we have inside and how we are like conditioned like you said with the patriarchy I feel like we could all be like more one together mm-hmm. and the movement will have so much like se- will make so much more sense than what it does now mm-hmm. so that's my experience. yeah that's super interesting I think that you know, I had I did a conversation with a woman from a Latinx magazine, Me Too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know Me Too, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. she was asking me like, oh, how do you see these good girl myths in Latinx cultures, you know? And I think what you just described about rules is, is spot on. I think there is some, for some reason in some cultures and depends there's just some a more attachment to tradition and the way things are and need to be and so if you are born into that culture and you don't want to follow that tradition then you you get rejected or you get punished or you get shamed and so it's very difficult to break away um from some of the social rules like for example the expectations to have children you know Um, oh yeah here is so big I mean Mm -hmm. just so big like if you see someone that doesn't want to have children they actually sometimes don't even treat it like a woman and I'm like what like Mm -hmm. what (laughs) yeah it it makes me so mad sometimes because it's just a choice you know that you have to make as a woman like why are people judging you because of that here the expectation to have children again it's so big but also it just puts you on a clock like if you want to have children at a certain age you have to get married at a certain age like don't even think of having children outside marriage I mean no (laughs) right yeah because I feel like Argentinian culture also it's very ingrained in Christianity and all that comes with religion I don't know if you feel that in the states I don't know how different that is in the states but here 
religion, even though people aren't like super religious as they go to church every Sunday, the culture and like the traditions are very ingrained in our everyday life everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting because so many of your listeners, I'm sure, are living in that society, but then they have the internet, (laughs) which is exposing them to like different points of view and different Mm -hmm. perspectives and different realities and pathways and possibilities. And so it's almost like a tension between the global internet phenomenon and oh, the maybe religious society I'm growing up in that expects me to Mm do X, Y, Z. So I think there's going to be some tension that um, women feel. And I think what's important is to ask yourself this question, am I defaulting into it? Am I just defaulting into it or am I choosing it? Uh, Mm. So for example, with kids, you may choose you want kids, but um, really ask yourself, do I really want kids? Am I defaulting into this choice or am I choosing it? <laughs> and I think that's a really good question to orient yourself around, for, for particularly for the good girl myth of rules. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I feel like we never really think about traditions in that sense especially for women like am I defaulting on this or am I actually choosing and when it comes to everyone is like oh I'm such a feminist and I have the choice to do this and this and that but sometimes you're actually not really making a choice you really have to sit down and think like hey I'm choosing this because I actually want it mm-hmm. but sometimes you just is you think that is the thing that you have to do like going to school like you don't even like think Question that you it. have a choice yeah exactly it's and a good that's a good example <laughs> You should question it. Yeah. I mean, I at least here for me, going to like college wasn't a question. Like no matter what was my major, I was going to go to college. And it wasn't never a question, not for my sister, not for me, and not for my little sister. It's ever gonna be a question. And I don't know. I, I think about it. I I've I've always wanted to have children. I will want someday, but now I'm thinking about it, like, hey, do I really, really, really want to inside? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. So for everyone that wants to know, how do we break free from this good girl myths? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think it's really important awareness. I like to say you can't break out of a cage you don't see. And so the first step is for you to really get to know and learn the five good girl myths, which are outlined in the book, get to know each one in depth, because each good girl myth has a specific set of tools and solutions that I borrow from my influences of design, psychology, mindfulness. And these tools are going to help you break each specific good girl myth. So you can take the assessment and you can identify your primary and secondary, because like I said, you really can't get out of a cage that you don't see. Yeah, for sure. And then I wanted to ask you one last question when it comes to your book. I've been to your page and I know there's like a free quiz about what's your unique feminine power. So for everyone that wants to do it, what actually means your unique feminine power? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have these um, this quiz that's going to help you identify what I believe are um, softer forms of power that are very, very powerful. Like intuition is a good example. Uh, For a long time, intuition was a skill that we didn't think was that important in leaders. Like we really wanted assertive leaders and decisive leaders or more critical thinking leaders. 
And now we're seeing, wow, the power of intuition. So it's really about these um, more emotional and softer skills that are actually going to allow us to be even more effective leaders and new kinds of leaders than the traditional old way of seeing leaders. Yeah, I actually got a rebellion. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, that's so great. It probably means that you're going to carve out your own path. I love that because it's very full circle with the myth of rules. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, this is so full circle. I'm going to totally ask her what does this mean? Because I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it probably means you're going to, I imagine you'll probably own your own business. You'll probably, you know, uh, just carve your own uh, voice in the world. You're already doing it with the podcast. I mean, your podcast is called my point of view. So, I mean, yeah. that's pretty rebellious. It's already putting it out there saying like, I have an opinion and this is my point of view, you know? So you're already, you're already doing it. Oh, wow. That's insane. So I'm going to, I'm going to make all my friends take that quiz and yes. see what it was get because I, I was like, okay, I'm going to just take the quiz before we get into the interview because I just want to know what this is. Like, whatever I was like I have free time and I got rebellion and I was like wow that is so full circle with like rules and harmony and like I was like this is insane I love it yay <laughs> yeah. yeah and which one did you get <laughs> my uh, mine is truth wow mm -hmm. that is really good <laughs> yeah mine is truth which is um which goes into just sharing my what I believe in and, and my truth and standing by it even if it's unpopular yeah mm -hmm. well I love that and now onto the last section of the episode which is more like a fun rapid fire questions just so people get to know you a little bit more on like a personal level they there are 10 questions they get a little bit harder as we go so we start really easy and then we maybe end on a more difficult note for some people okay <laughs> so The first one says, what's your go-to coffee order? I am like I like lattes with almond milk and a little bit of honey. Oh, that's good. What's the last that was the last show you binged and loved? Um Bridgerton on Netflix. <laughs> everyone, I've got done four interviews and everyone has said Bridgerton. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> what's an outfit you will wear forever? Uh a jumpsuit a, a black linen jumpsuit oh yeah what's the best thing that has happened for you this month um uh, my husband and i bought a house wow that's very exciting <laughs> what are your favorite lyrics of all time Ooh. <laughs> I, i'm just good all time i i would say maybe fields of gold by sting Oh, that's a very good song. That reminds me of my mom every time. What are three words that, would, that you would use to describe the city that you live in? I live in San Francisco. So um, three words, charming, windy, innovative. Wow. Yeah. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Uh, that I had a good heart. If you could be one person for just one day, who would it be? Oh my gosh, these questions are getting harder, Camila. Um, uh, okay, I'll just say Rosalia because I've been she's on my mind. <laughs> yeah. 
What is your all-time favorite book? I have to choose one. I'm just going to choose one that is in my top, but not my all-time favorite. I really liked um, The Signature of All Things by Liz Gilbert. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) I've been reading. I have that on my list, your book, and I'm actually reading Untamed by Glennon Oh, So I'm just in this, like, liberation phase in my life. Like, (laughs) I'm getting out of my cage. (laughs) And then the last one said was one thing you're grateful for. Oh, um, water. That's that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for being here today. Do you want to shout yourself on your social where people can find you and all of that? Yes. Thank you, Camila. You can find me at goodgirlmyth.com. That's all one word spelled goodgirlmyth.com. And then on Instagram, I am my name, Majo Molfino, all one word. That came out so Argentinian. Yeah. No, I speak. I speak. It's I don't speak as well as I speak English, but I can I can converse. I love that. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.